A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Welcome to, oh my god. It's our fifth fifth anniversary. anniversary. Happy anniversary, Lisa. Five fucking years. Five years. Is that the paper anniversary? Paper? Like, you know how when you... Oh, yeah, you give a gift. Mm -hmm. I didn't get you an anniversary present. I got you this receipt for my food that I got delivered to your house. Ooh, thank you. As a memento. Ooh, it says mac and cheese on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yes, small with extra bacon. (laughs) Uh, Vegan bacon, I assume. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Made out of shiitake. A quinoa taco. Mm-hmm. Quinoa taco salad. You are making me sound like a real piece of shit right now. (laughs) Eating this food. Well. (laughs) I am. I've known you for five years now. That's true. You know me. I am a piece of shit. And so am I. And that's why this works. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to our piece of shit podcast. We've been doing this for five years. Can you believe it? Five shitty years. Are you? I feel like I'm in a significantly different place than I was five years ago. Yeah. Me too. Bolder, wilder, stronger, <laughs> more devastated by the world. <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of the same. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like reading some old live journal entries from high school and like college. And I was like, oh, I'm the same. The exact same. Really? Yeah. What did they say? Oh, they were just like, I'm so anxious. I'm nauseous. <laughs> I'm totally nauseated. <laughs> It's like my oh. whole body's nauseated. I need an Altoid. I'm like, oh, that's me right that's now. That's what you wrote in your live journal? No. I mean, <laughs> I'm just summarizing. Some parts of it are pretty funny. Really? Yeah. You're proud of some of your writing? Uh, there is one part where uh, I was in my dorm and I got a phone call at 3 a.m. from a boy. And he was like, uh, you know, I, I saw you walking around campus and I think you're really hot and sexy. And I was like, bullshit. What do I look like? And then he admitted that he had just been calling random numbers trying to find <gasps> his soulmate. He knew like what the code was to call the dorms at UCLA, but he didn't know like what number was what. So he was just calling random numbers. Till oh he got my someone God. At 3 a.m. Um, and then I just talked to him for two hours. <laughs> Did you guys have phone sex? No. Um, oh. <laughs> he was like a law student at Pepperdine and he was really uptight and really homophobic. So I just mostly talked to him about that and how oh, wow. I didn't really agree with him. And he was like, oh, you have like, you used to have a lip piercing. Oh, you, you my parents wouldn't like you. And I was like, well, that's very uptight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I talked to him Whoa. for two hours because I was just bored, you know? Yeah. And I was a freshman. And if you talked to him, you would maybe stop being so nauseous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It distracted me be angry. from all the nausea. Wow. Yeah. You guys keep in touch? No. <laughs> we Did never you, talked again. Really? Uh-uh. Did you ever find out what his name was? Nope. Did you tell him what yours was? Nope. Whoa. The original chat roulette. Right? I miss it. Wow. Now it's just all like Twitter fights. And yeah. there's no like weird phone calls. I know. Uh, I, I don't did... know if I want <laughs> weird phone calls. Uh, I mean, I do. I do like 
weird Twitter stuff. I, I actually, the other day I like posted something political, of course. And, um, I got a bunch of people tweeting at me both in support and against me. And then I found out that they were all, um, giantess fetishists. Huh? They all just happened to be, I don't know why. Like both in, both in support and against you. Yes. Wow. Um, like, did you get retweeted by someone from their community? I must have. Um, <laughs> Did you guys find your way to our podcast yet? Welcome. Welcome. I'm normal size. <laughs> me unfortunately. too. Me too, but I can pretend to be big. Yeah. Um, if you shoot me from below, like in Power Rangers, is that what you well, guys are into? I totally. Don't know. There was like one kid who was um, tweeting at me about like not all white people or some bullshit. And then I looked at his account and um, it was all uh, giant feet like about to step on him. Wow. <laughs> and then I realized like all, a lot of the artwork I've done are like giant animals. Like, oh, yeah. Like all the poster giant designs have feminized. Done. Totally. Yeah. And like animals eating smaller animals and micro macro stuff, which I didn't even know was a fetish. Um, oh, interesting. Really. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. You've gotten me into slime videos, by the way. Yay. I like love watching them. They're so ASMR. -y. Everyone tweet me your favorite slime accounts on Instagram. Oh my or god! Or tag me in them on Instagram. I don't know. I want to see more slime. They're so pleasurable. I just get lost in them. They really are. I could just watch them for a really long time, and I don't even necessarily think it's an ASMR thing. It's just like satisfying. They make me kind of tingly. Like, they do, especially the ones that have like crunchy. Like they use the word crunchy a lot, and then they have like <laughs> little beads oh, or like yeah, I like or like femo slices and stuff, and they'll just pour them into a thing of slime and just like mush them around their fingers. Yeah. I could watch that forever. I like it. Um, thank you for turning me on to that. You're welcome. Um, thank I you, just, teens. <laughs> I just got back from three weeks abroad. Yeah. It was really nice to not be in America for a little while. Oh, Thanks to, to all of the Baby Genius fans who came to see me perform in the various places that I went, including Amsterdam and Toronto and Dublin, probably. Montreal, maybe. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming. It was nice to meet so many people who listen to the podcast. Um, it was cool. I want to tell you about my favorite thing that I learned while I was traveling. Okay. So we went to the National Museum of Archaeology in Dublin, uh, which is where they have the bog people, which are the people who <laughs> fell in the bog or were thrown in the bog. The bog, by the way, I learned a lot about the bog. The bog is a natural landscape element in Ireland that is like, it's very acidic. So there's no oxygen in there. So it preserves stuff. Ooh. So it preserves bodies. There are like thousand year old bodies that they've pulled out of the bog that still have their goatees and stuff. Like, and they still have <laughs> no. their hair. It's super gross. Um, but they also Leave your like, goatee in the bog. <laughs> <laughs> but they would also put like bog butter, like they would preserve food in there, like, like barrels of butter and stuff called bog butter they pulled mm -hmm. some bog butter out that was apparently still good um but so that was like the main draw of going to that museum it was really gross but then they also had an exhibit on the battle of clontarf <laughs> which is a battle supposedly when king brian kicked the vikings out of ireland it's a battle for which there is no archaeological evidence so it was just like an exhibit about the archaeological evidence of the stories people told about it which are apparently wrong. I don't know what the real story is, but the the wrong story that they tell is that King Brian kicked the Vikings out of Ireland and something else probably happened. I never really figured out what. Um, but there was one very small plaque in this giant exhibit about Clontarf um, about a woman named Gormflaith. <laughs> she was married to King Brian. 
His name was Brian. Her name was Gormflave. <laughs> she sounds hot. <laughs> um, and a hundred years after the Battle of Clontarf, after everyone was dead, everyone just decided that the war was her fault. Like <laughs> out of nowhere. They were just like, you know what I think happened? I think Gormflave incited her brother to violence by throwing his tunic in the fire. And that's why there's that whole war started. Oh, my God. It's like a Yoko Ono thing. She's the original Yoko Ono. <laughs> So anyway, she's my new hero. Gormflave I the am, wise. <laughs> I, I want to redeem uh, Gormflave's public image. Now there's a good Halloween costume. Gormflave. I mean, you already have one for I have, this year. I'm going to be the Gavligoat this year. Next year, I guess I'll be Gormflave. I have no idea what she looked like. Oh, I bet we could make up something good. Yeah, we could probably figure it out. I tried to look <laughs> it up and I got, I got like a couple of sort of just like artist renderings of what she might have looked like. And then one, one modern celebrity named Gormflave. Who's like an Irish celebrity. I don't know what she does. It was just in Google image search. And is that the correct pronunciation? Probably not. It's probably like Becky or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Irish names always confuse me. Yeah. Um, Neve, Neve is always a, Neve a trip is, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got in an argument on the podcast and I was wrong about how Neve was pronounced. It's only because I went to high school with a Neve. Oh, yeah. You have to have known an Irish person who's... Yeah. And there's a Siobhan. Yeah, Siobhan. Spelled, it's spelled like Siobhan. Siobhan. Yeah. Yeah. Get it together, you guys. I did learn a lot about Ireland. And then I went to London and immediately saw a play about the Troubles. Oh, no. And it like all revolved around a body that was found in a bog. And I was like, I'm so glad I just learned all this <laughs> stuff about the bog. I'm not at all lost right now. It was bog, tight. Delicious bog butter. <laughs> I also saw Riverdance. Uh, how was that? Oh, man. It was so bad. Uh, I have no qualms about telling you that it is bad and you shouldn't see it. Oh, that makes uh, me want to see it more. <laughs> Wait, I mean, so is Michael Flatley still a oh, part of it? Michael Flatley left Riverdance a while ago, Beyonce style. To pursue a solo career? As of- Lord of the Dance. <laughs> and Bad idea. Apparently, he is like a joke in Ireland. They all hate him and they all make fun of him because he's from Chicago, but he talks with a fake Irish accent. No. People do impressions of him on morning radio over there. Um, <laughs> they hate his guts. He's a total joke. I mean, he and- seemed really arrogant. He so, is, I think. Yeah. Um. According to my Irish friend, he like divaed out and like was like, "You, I'm, I'm Riverdance. Fuck all y'all." Uh, <laughs> my mom thought he was hot. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bet he kind of was. Kind of. Um, confidence. So Riverdance started as a segment in the Eurovision Song Contest in 1994. That's how it started. Wow. It was just like a segment that someone came up with for that, and then it like spiraled into this phenomenon. And so I was like, I had like a free day in Dublin alone. And I was like, I could either go see Angela's Ashes, the musical, a real option, oh, no, extremely Irish. No, I could go to Tato Park, which is a theme park attached to a potato chip factory. Also <laughs> extremely Irish. Um, or I could see Riverdance. And I Angela's Ashes had closed a couple days before. And I also haven't read the book. And also, I didn't want to be bummed out till I died. Um, Tato Park, all of the Irish people I talked to told me not to go see it. You also hadn't read the book. I also hadn't read the book about (laughs) Mr. Tato, who is their mascot. Um, And then it also looked like one of those parks where they have like a bunch of sedated tigers that you can take pictures of that make me really sad. Oh, no. So I didn't want to. Tigers at the potato park yeah <laughs> tato park it's the brand of potato chips t-a-y-t-o you can't have tigers in ireland it's like the opposite of yeah. what should live there agreed oh boy um well we shouldn't have them in la either and i saw some today at the zoo um yeah, agreed so i went to Riverdance, 
And the first half of it was just like normal, boring river dance. It was just like a lot of dancing. It wasn't really a lot of kickies, a lot of kickies, a lot of holding their arms perfectly still. And it was just like, (sighs) that's the part that makes it look so uncool. (laughs) It's like, I can only move this part and synchronize it. There was parts where they were like, and now our arms are above our heads, but we're still not doing anything with them. (laughs) Um, But so the first half of the show was just like normal, boring river dance. It was just like about nothing. It was about the moon or whatever. um, And the river, I guess. Um, And then... In the second half of the show, they were like, okay, now it's the potato famine and we're all immigrating to the U.S. And you're like, okay, Riverdance is like, you know, getting a narrative going. And then as soon as they get on the boats, and this is all very like vague and sort of, you know, because it's an international audience. So there's not that much talking, but they basically imply they're getting on the boats to America. And then out of nowhere and i don't i like i i'm still like a little apprehensive about how to talk about this but i was really taken aback at the racial politics of riverdance at this point which <laughs> is not the review i expected to give of riverdance Me on neither. this podcast yeah. <laughs> but all of a sudden this um african american guy came out i'm assuming he was because he represented america in the show and he started singing this song about america being like for freedom and how he hopes God will be nice to the Irish when they get there, which I was like, this is a weird person to give this message in this show because that is not the experience that black people are having in our country then or now. Yeah. Um, And it was just really weird. And then they got to America he was still there and he hadn't been in the rest of the show uh-huh. and he was there, but he was joined by another guy in a do rag who was Indian. <laughs> um, but I guess was pretending to be black in the show. It was so weird. It made me so uncomfortable. And then they had a dance off with the Irish immigrants where they were like, we're doing American style tap dancing. And then the Irish guys are doing like Irish style tap dancing. And there was a lot of like high fiving and like <laughs> we're all okay we're all immigrants oh no and it was like oh no blank people are not immigrants they were yeah stolen yeah uh it was really weird uh oh, but the audience <laughs> loved it it was their favorite part of the show oh boy it was really weird so that was uh i think a pretty representative view of ireland i'd say yeah anyway don't see river dance <laughs> is it time for chunch chat Yes. It's time for Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about Chunch. Ben Chunch. This week, um, there's no Ben Chunch news, but Martha does have a blog post about uh, bathing her donkeys. <laughs> um and I just like it because there's just a million pictures of all three of her Sicilian donkeys. I'm sorry, they're not regular donkeys. They're Sicilian. Their names are Rufus, Clive, and Billy. Um, and she just explains in the first paragraph why donkeys would need a bath. She's like, for donkeys, there's nothing quite like rolling in a fresh patch of dirt. And while rolling on the ground helps to scratch their backs, it's also a natural behavior for donkeys to cover themselves in dust, which provides great insulation and protection from extreme heat and cold. It's like, this is why donkeys would be dirty and then need to be bathed. All right. Just, I like how didactic her blog is. <laughs> um, I, uh, and also, it's like, is it preempting criticism of like, you shouldn't wash a donkey? <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one would put up a fight about that. Um, oh, my God. The Internet will provide you with the fight you don't think should happen, though. That's very true. 
I'm now scanning the comments to see if anyone has a problem with this. But no, they're all sucking up to her and licking her ass as usual. <laughs> as usual. That's one way to wash the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a couple band Chunch shirts on tour, which is cool. Yeah, you guys are actually shows. buying these weird ass shirts. <laughs> like I'm it. so proud of you. This makes me very happy. Yes. It pleases the chunch. It pleases the chunch greatly. Um, good luck explaining these shirts to your friends and loved ones. I want to hear stories about that. If you guys have bought a Bane Chunch shirt and yeah. you've had to explain it to someone, tell us how that went. I've already heard from one person who was like, yeah, I tried to explain it. And it took me like five minutes and they were just confused. So that's great. That's, <laughs> that's like, ideal. That's, that's a- the ideal. You're describing me on every Halloween. <laughs> 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 Definitely this Halloween. Oh my god. Should I go as like an arsonist? Um next to you? Yes. <laughs> I've been telling Peter he should do that, but he oh, won't yeah. do it. I mean, I never dress up, so Peter should do but it. But you should do it cuz he also doesn't dress up. Well, he was corn a couple years ago. <laughs> he was an ear of corn, but he wouldn't say he was an ear of corn. He just said, "I am corn." <laughs> oh my god, Peter. <laughs> Well, and then last year we did do a couple's costume. We were Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood. That's right. That's the best costume. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, does that conclude Chen's chat? Yes. It's time for one on fun. One on fun. Lisa. Yeah. If you could get a group of 20 people to do a group Halloween costume with you, what would you make them be? Um, or any number of people that you could just determine. We would all be like chickens escaped from a factory. I don't know. <laughs> That's bleak. <laughs> like in Chicken Run? Yeah. Like a fun kind of chicken reference. Or like a fun kind of chicken my first, reference. My first thought was minions. And that's how you know that their advertising budget worked. Oh, man. And you haven't seen Despicable Me 3. Never seen any minions franchise movie. That's crazy. But you I was like, love it. a group of 20 people, they're going to be minions. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the part of my brain that's lost forever. That would be great. You just terrorize the city. Ugh. Oh, my God. We should replace SantaCon with MinionCon. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and just have people get drunk as minions. Yes. I would love that. What if it was just like free Santa from the tyranny of SantaCon? What if it was just like 20 people dressed up as lizards, different kinds of lizard? I mean, that would also be really fun. I yeah. kind of think any group costume, if you're all dressed the same. So fun. Yeah. Like it would be like a furry convention, but way more specific. Way more spe- uh, uh, slimy convention. Scaly. A scaly convention. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lizards. Okay. Uh, Emily. Yes. If I had, if I suddenly got a pet lizard, what would you name it? What would I name it? Yeah. If I was like, Emily, I got a pet lizard. I don't know what to name it. Well, first, I'd have to meet the lizard and get a sense of its personality. Oh, yeah. And is it a boy lizard or a girl lizard? Because either way, Gormflaith. <laughs> <laughs> it's a female and she's very strong and brave. Gormflaith. That's it. Yeah. That's a perfect name for her. And if you had another lizard, his name would be Brian. Brian. <laughs> I really want to get a personalized necklace that says Gormflaith. You should. That concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Are you sad and confused about world politics? 
Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house. There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfun.org, or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh god, there's the rat! Oh god! Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Let's introduce our guest this week. He's a writer and actor on Broad City. Um, You can also see him in Brooklyn at the Eugene Merman Comedy Festival in September. Please welcome to the show, Elliot Glazer. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was a very, like, more of a Ed Sullivan-y thing than I've ever done before. I I loved it. Uh, It really energized me. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. We're recording late. This is Baby Geniuses After Dark. This is the latest I think we've ever recorded. Oh, really? Yeah, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Ooh, it's a night shoot. Yeah. It's a night shoot. <laughs> Things are getting sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um, this week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Jacob Haller. Thank you, Jacob. Classic contributor of Wikipedia right. Weeks. And it's the Wikipedia page for Cobra Effect. Tell me everything. I am about to. And here's a thing that might surprise you. The okay. Cobra Effect is pretty similar to the Streisand Effect. Okay. Is that surprising or no? Um... <laughs> What is the Streisand effect? So the Streisand effect is when an attempt to like tamp down publicity garners publicity. Okay. So like someone published her address uh-huh. somewhere and she sued them and then the lawsuit got so much attention that way more people found out about oh, her address. sure, sure, sure. So it's like a backfiring effect. Yes. The Cobra effect occurs when an attempted solution to a problem makes the problem worse. So the Streisand effect is like a subset of the Cobra effect. Right. As a type of unintended consequence, the term is used to illustrate the causes of incorrect stimulation in economy and politics. I like that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of phrases in it that I really connected with. (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect stimulation. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what what happened? Is that what happened this past week with? um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Uh, is that the Cobra effect? Trump trying to, you know, damp uh, uh uh tampered down the white supremacist by yeah, saying everyone is bad who knows yeah, I mean, what he was trying to do i mean is that what he does like is that his thing to does he think that speaking i guess speaking like uh, resolutely about something even though he knows nothing about it does he think that will quiet it down or I honestly don't think he speaks with an intention toward causing an effect. Mm. Yeah. I think he does it to be like, someone told me to say this. Right. Or he's like, someone told me not to say this, so I'm going to say it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like a, like a baby. Like what yes. a baby does. Like a, like yeah. a small right. child. Like a little, Senile little child. old man. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is not, yeah, this is not the Cobra effect. That, that, I guess the Cobra effect re- is re- requires some element of intention. Yeah. And he doesn't seem His to have His was just any... sort of like the wet diaper effect, right. is what I like to call it. <laughs> of Ugh. just like a shitty wet diaper that everyone hates. He's like peeing in a dirty diaper. It's yeah. like he's taking off the diaper and then peeing in it, like standing up, just yeah. making it grosser. And then putting it back on. Putting and it back spreading on, it around. Yes. Yeah. He is a dirty diaper on our country and everyone's <laughs> like, can we change it now? Please let us yeah. change the fucking diaper. It's getting dirtier by it's the second. It's getting dirtier and no one wants to sit near us on the bus anymore. Like we already knew it stunk <laughs> and then you're like, then he peed in it? Yeah. Ew, you made it so much worse. <laughs> Why are you peeing in the diaper? 
And he's like, I don't even really have to go right now. I could wait to go uh, to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to make light of what's happening, but it's a coping mechanism. It's it a really coping. Is. That's what this show is for. Yeah. All right. Back to the Cobra effect. The uh, origin. It originated in an anecdote set at the time of British rule of colonial India. Um, the British government was concerned about the number of venomous cobra snakes in Delhi. And the government therefore offered a bounty for every dead cobra. Initially, that was a successful strategy as large numbers of snakes were killed for the reward. Eventually, however, uh, enterprising people began to breed cobras for the income. I love that. People are smart. Uh, when the government became aware of this, the reward program was scrapped, causing the cobra breeders to set the now worthless snakes free. As a result, <laughs> the wild cobra population further increased. The apparent solution for the problem made the situation even worse. I love it. Wow. I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I feel it like, wasn't, was that like a SARS thing or Zika or some four letter, <laughs> some oh. anagram? Didn't that happen with something? Where they yeah. were like, let's get a bunch of birds to eat the mosquitoes. So, yes. And then they something have to, like, like that. Yes. Yeah. So, something, mos- something with mosquitoes. Yeah. Um, I love, I mean, it's not a great image, but I do love the idea of people just like, breeding cobras to kill them yeah. and then bring them in and sell like? the corpses yeah. Ugh, what a weird job what a weird wh- and but what is it even what was what does a cobra mating session look like oh yeah what, how, what do you, how do you set the mood but what do they have penises and vaginas well this is getting way above my eggs? pay grade Snake i have eggs? no idea i have no idea do they have orifices they definitely have two orifices at least where? Yeah. I mean, one's where? the mouth, and yeah. one is sort of near the bottom of their tail, the and that's where they lay, lay eggs out of. They lay eggs, but oh. I don't know how Do they... they though. Yeah, snake eggs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and are, isn't there a type of snake? I love this. Why there's a snake expert listening who is really mad at us right now. I need to know about the snake part. Me and my mom got in an argument at the zoo today about whether or not snakes have good eyesight, and oh. neither of us had any information, and we both zoo, had your, very your, your strong opinions fight. about it. Okay, I had to Google it because I just felt feel like such an idiot, and I should know this. But seventy percent of the world snakes lay eggs, and the rest give birth to live young. Ew. Oh wow! Because I I was so sure I'd seen something where a snake was cut open and babies crawled out. So Ew. I oh yeah, I feel like you've drawn a picture of that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, they tend to live in warmer climates, which help incubate their eggs. Oh. Uh, where the live birthing snakes tend to live in cooler regions, where the ground is too cold for the eggs. Oh, okay. I love How that. How do you say E G G egg? And you say egg egg. You egg. say egg. Egg. I say egg. I say and egg. You say, what did you say, I say? You say egg. Egg. Mm-hmm. Some people say. Egg. Some people say egg. egg. Like leg. Oh, egg. 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 <laughs> God, it's so <laughs> subtle. What about leg? Leg. Oh, you see, you say leg, not leg. But there are people who say le- leg and egg, and it's definitely a uh, like a, a, a regional thing. A regional thing for sure. Lisa and I are from the same region. Oh, you are. Yeah. yeah. But we have different. Your mom. My has mom is from South America. South America. So she, she says has a, stuff yeah. weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's like where your parents are from. My dad's from New York, so yeah. I feel like there are words I used to say weird. Yeah, I'm from New York, so you, well, what about what orange? You, I never said that. I would just orange. Put a, what is it? orange? He would orange. say orange. Yeah, but or, I don't orange. say that. I never. I don't orange. say or. I don't say orange. I say orange. <laughs> say orange. Okay, this is the, this is the, the the test. Super blank brothers. 
Mario. Mario. It's yeah, and it's in New York Mario. we say Mario. No. <laughs> and no and anytime you leave New York or New Jersey and people say Mario, it's like they think we are dis- we are and we are disgusting. I mean, I love and the way you say Mario. You say Wario. Oh, that's the thing. Wario? You do say oh, it's Wario. No, you say you say Wario. Like it's correct Wario? to say Wario not not Wario. Yeah. Like you wouldn't say Wario, but Wario. That is, is the appro- insane. Isn't that, that crazy? That is absolutely and truly insane. Mario and Wario. <laughs> completely different. Completely They're different. They're obviously Wait. supposed to rhyme. They're obviously exactly. supposed to rhyme. Do They're- you say snake or snick? <laughs> Snag. Snake. Do you say cat or gormflake? <laughs> I love that. My fa- I have a bit that I want to write into something where somebody insists that the little mints are called tig tags. <laughs> and you're like, you mean tic tacs? Oh, I no, hate it's that. Ticked, it's tig tags. Tig tags. I think that's the funniest tig tags. Oh, I hate the way that sounds. <laughs> it's so gross. It's so funny. Tig okay. tags. Okay, well, there's one more. There's two more sections of this. Well, there's only one real section of this page left. But it has a great name. Yeah. Rat effect. (laughs) Oh, wow. A similar incident occurred in Hanoi, Vietnam under French colonial rule. The colonial regime created a bounty program that paid a reward for each rat killed. To obtain the bounty, people would provide the severed rat tail. Colonial officials, however, began to noticing rats in Hanoi with no tails. The Vietnamese rat rat catchers would capture rats... Lop, lop off their tails and then release them back into the sewers so that they could procreate and produce more rats, thereby increasing the rat catcher's revenue. Historian Michael Van argues that the cobra example from British India cannot be proven, but that the rats in Vietnam case can be proven, so the term could be changed to the rat effect. But the fact that this Wikipedia page did not redirect to the rat effect means you can suck it. Yeah. We're sticking with cobras. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ew, I'm like, what's grosser, a rat with a tail or a rat without a tail? I mean, my question is, how did these tailless rats get anyone to fuck them? Ew, yeah, true. What were they I just thinking? feel like you're already gross as a rat. At yeah. least you have a tail to yeah. be like, hey. And I feel like the the tail is important for balance, which seems like it would be important for fucking underground. That's. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I just I'm just having a hard time buying this. But what but what is grosser, though? What? Oh, the, the tail or no tail? Oh, I feel yeah. like a tailless rat is like a big hamster. That's what I was going to say. So and it's like, cuter. Well, people think kind hamsters cute. are cute. Mm, they're kind of, yeah. Well, okay, let's remember that people are not the ones fucking these rats. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. That we know of. <laughs> right. Uh, we don't know what they had to do to lure them to get their tails chopped off. Oh. Um, you guys think guinea pigs are cute? Yeah, I kind of like how they scream when you touch them. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, they're like, that's oh, the yeah, worst yeah. thing to like about something. <laughs> it's, it's cute. What about, wait, so on the, if you look at, like, okay, hamsters, hamsters, guinea pigs, and like, like not white rats and mice. Yeah. Like, what's the grossest and what's the cutest? Wait, why not white? Because the white ones are terrifying. Oh, because they have like the red, red eyes. eyes. Terrifying. So yeah, count so we're those not out. counting them as like. I'm saying to- m- total mice. the average mi- mouse cuteness. <laughs> yes, forget that. Um, but like cute mice, rats, guinea uh, hamsters, and guinea pigs. Okay, I'm gonna say chinchilla is the cutest. So cute. So cute. And then I like. I think guinea pigs are really cute. And then yes. hamster se- seems cute, but then in reality they're like kind of gross. Yes. Like their buttholes and their balls are always way too prominent. Ew, yeah. Ew, um, ew, ew. And they like eat each other and stuff. Uh, and then I'm sorry. I feel bad that mice and rats are at the bottom. But well, which one's ahead? My, my, the mouse or the rat? Uh, mice are 
less intimidating. So they're cuter tails. But, but oh, I've met some pet rats that are pretty cute. See, I was going to say like some rats can actually be cute. Yeah. I actually would put hamsters at the bottom. Yeah. Hamsters at the bottom. I think that's then fair. rats. Oh. Then mice. And I'm, I mean, these are all in cages. Where are ferrets? <laughs> what? Where are ferrets? Ferrets are in the toilet. They, those are so <laughs> gross. Ferrets are the grossest. They're cute. Have you met one though? They're oh, kind of cute. Like, they're like the, they're like the a people vampire version of an gross. otter. I think it's just their owners yes, are nasty. It's definitely the owners too. But like, they're too long. They're too long. They're, yeah. they're too, too long. long. But you can ew. like wrap them around like Ricky Ugh, Chicky like Tabby. Ew, ew, yes, ew. it's so cute. Chinchillas definitely the number chinchillas one. Chinchillas are so cute. They're so fucking cute. Here's the thing. Guinea pigs are cute. I love a chinch. The best ones are the ones that you can put in those big tube maces and that's where they live. That's <laughs> Isn't the that what ferrets thing. do? I don't, don't know. Ferrets live in Ferrets tubes? are too big. Uh, oh, yeah. No, they sleep in hammocks. Right, right, right. They like <laughs> hang. Which, what the fuck? Well, so do their owners. <laughs> <laughs> Together. Big hammock, little. The, the human is the is the hammock for the ferret. Oh man! Ew! I actually think guinea pigs are cute, but like, I I I just you, because they're, they're eaten. They're kind of uptight. Okay, but what's cuter? Yeah, a rat or a cobra? Um. Oh, I'm stumped. I I, I guess. I mean, I guess a a rat. I think rats yeah. slightly. Snakes cuter. are snakes are just. Truly I don't know scary. if there is a cute snake. I think they're kind of <sighs> cute. Really? Kind of. Only if they're really small and skinny. Oh, that was so fucked up of me. I know. Wait, <laughs> so you're so saying sizes. like a garden snake is cute? Yeah, like a little tiny like. Like one that won't bite you. See, I would actually say a, a garden snake is, for me, it's like, it's creepy because it's small and like slithery. And then I feel like a bigger, like, like, a, like python. a lumpy python or cobra that you can trust. And that's like your pet. <laughs> I'm like, you can I never guess trust them. You can't. No, Oof, they're always measuring it. you to see if they can eat but you. That's have, not true. I know. It's my favorite <laughs> lie though. I love it. I want to perpetuate it. There is something so just like like jarring about seeing a snake the movement of a snake yeah, yeah. it's jarring like it's just like it's, this is, it's what the is least this? human it's the that's right it's the least human so it feels the most dangerous unless you're a really good dancer and then <laughs> it's true yeah do. and then what do like, you guys like, think really of bats oh i love oh, them. this is a great Dude. question and very apropos to what we're talking oh. about because they're almost rats when uh, we uh, we were staying in Belize for a week at mm. a friend's house, and every night a little bat crawled <gasps> into our air conditioner vent and flew around the room. And it, but they're fine as long as you like put something on your head so they I don't get stuck up. in your hair. I yeah. could literally throw up. They're right so now cute from though. That thought you but brought they have, it up. They do have rabies. A lot of them. Have they have what? They have rabies. See, I grew up in like a uh, with like a, a large backyard and the big trees. Oh. And so up until literally my like early 20s, I was like, oh, look at those cute birds flying. <gasps> and, and and then I had friends over one night in literally in my like early 20s. And I'm like, yep, see the birds like when the sun comes down, the birds come out. And my friend was like, those are bats. No birds fly like that. And I'm like, no, those are birds. And she was like, those are bats. Oh my and then God. I looked and realized that I've always thought they were. And they are disgusting, 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 scary bats. <laughs> Flying right above. And then I was in Prospect Park this past like summer at one of the outdoor concerts. And someone was like, oh, hey, look, look, the bats are out. They were, I, I, I was like, we have to go. We have to go. We have to go. <laughs> we have to leave. We have to go. Wait, so the ones at your, it was, this was at your childhood house. Yeah, in Long Island. Did your parents tell you they were birds? Is that what happened? No, I don't. I just think it was. It I was just wishful thinking. Yeah, because, you know, it's like, it's not dark. They look dark. like birds at night. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not oh dark. God. And so I just thought it was birds flying, which, you know, from tree to tree as they would during the day. 
but in the in the you know in the dark in like the darkness of of the twilight or whatever it was crazy birds or something and it's like no those are they're they're crazy bats oh my they're God. flying yeah. like wild they're wild bats i did one time see a picture of a kitten in a bat costume and i thought that was cute well that is cute That's yeah that true. is cute that concludes wiki of the week you guys <laughs> we'll be right back with elliot glazer <laughs> We are back with Elliot Glazer. We're not going to talk about Trump because you guys, you guys have heard about it already. Yeah, everyone's heard it, and it's I don't know who. Like the crazy thing is, like who knows where where we'll be at when this airs next week. Next week, you can't keep up. It (laughs) changes so much every day, several times a day. He just he's 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 like eating he's eating us he's eating our, he's eating our he's eating us he's eating us and he's shitting us into that diaper <laughs> he that really he is on. i can't even i think he had a pretty bad day yesterday so that made me feel good oh, that was good. like what i used to make myself feel better good yeah i mean he hates his life right now yeah, he hates I hope us so. and his life he hates everybody and good. he hates his life yeah but we are going to talk turd. about the view okay let's talk about the view so that the view is a show that i watch every day Every day. Yeah. That so I used is to not- a lot of times to watch that show. Well, here's the thing. I didn't start watching it until Rosie O'Donnell came back to host again, maybe like four or five years ago. I hope I haven't been watching for that long. But <laughs> as came- long as we've been doing this podcast, you've been <laughs> wow. watching The View. That's, that's actually the truth. Because she came back and I was like, oh, I want to see what it's like to see Rose. I am I'm, I'm have been fascinated with Rosie O'Donnell forever because maybe like you guys, she was. I watched her show when I was a kid. And now as an adult, you look back at the show and it's such a moment in time where like a certain type of humor was the thing. Yes. And it's not that way anymore. It was very of the moment. It was very of the moment, and it was also... I love time capsule comedy. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm fascinated by it. And watching her do... Well, first of all, like... I mean, but now we could just talk about Rosie instead of The View, but I'll, I'll lead <laughs> yeah. into The View. But Rosie was so gay, and her pianist, John McDee, was so gay, and neither of them talked about being gay. And yeah. so it was the queerest, and there was like Broadway. I mean, it was the gayest show on TV <laughs> where they never spoke about being gay. And as a kid, you're not even a, like, you don't know that. You don't really, that doesn't really register. And so I wonder what adults back then were thinking if they, wa- you know, if they watched the show or they were, was the, was it a, was it common knowledge that, that Rosie was closeted? Was that like a thing or did nobody care? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I remember Ellen going on and them having yes. like a tongue in cheek conversation yes, about it. But why? But like, did, did, did that like, I don't get it. What, what was that? Was that not news? Did that fly under the radar? Like, I'm just that's Or was it the type of thing where they were like the only people exactly. who don't know that she's right. gay are the people who would be mad if they found out. That's yeah. so that's might the as question. well just not say it out loud. Exactly. And when she came out after the show ended. I mean, I'm fascinated with her for many reasons, but like, yeah. you know, she apparently like went nuts after Columbine and then went even more nuts after 9-11. And huh. she's like a 9-11 truther. Like, it's really. Kook- yeah, she's she's kooky. Um, wow. She's also, I mean, she's also very intelligent and self-possessed, but like, I love that. I just love when the you're dichotomy. That famous of- too, it's like you can't trust anyone exactly. anyway. Of absolutely. course they become conspiracy theorists. I, I, absolutely. And she like apparently like does like paints and crafts in her own like 
garage in Nyack, which I think is fascinating. Like, she just fascinates me. She's also like from a town over where I grew up. Oh wow! So, um, every all when of people that, tell stories about like seeing her. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like you know. I mean, Rosie talked about being like Comac all the time. You know, it's I don't yeah. know. So it's weirdly intimate. But anyway. I'm just, I was just fascinated by seeing her return to, like, she was on The View in, like, I don't know, two, 2007, 2008, and then oh, left wow. in a firestorm after she and Elizabeth Hasselbeck, who was the conservative one, got into, like, a screaming match that was shown, where they, like, split the screen, and oh. it, like, a reality, like, not even a reality show, like a, like a judge show, like a, like a, like a judge and jury show, mm-hmm. and that, like, Rosie was, like, repulsed by that, that they turned it into that, this, like, circus. Wow. And so she left. And on very bad terms, and apparently, like literally, scrawled on, um, like the the like in the hallways, she scrawled <laughs> graffiti on like Elizabeth as she was leaving the building. Oh my god! <gasps> so it was wow. it was crazy, and so I was interested in watching her return to the View, whatever it was, five years ago. Yeah, and it was a it was just fascinating to watch because, you know, Rosie's still has that sense of humor that's stuck in the nineties. So she hasn't adapted in that way in particular. And so she's doing that thing where it's like pun, like, like bad puns or, you know, and then like Whoopi is the the mother hen of the view and Whoopi is um, on another planet. Like on that yeah. show, she's like, it's it, that to me is so. So the reason that I started watching the show kind of vacillates between like very right on and completely, and completely on another completely unhinged. Yeah. And she's <laughs> such a unique, like a weirdo. Yeah. And that's so, so for me, the reason that I watched the show when Rosie came back was because I'm like, this is a show that's trying to fit into the box of like inoffensive daytime show, but it's whoopee, Rosie, <laughs> Joy Behar. So it's like st- very strong, very liberal New York women, and then like, and, and include, and then Rosie Perez too. So the it's like, loudest oh. women. Yes. So what is so like? What is this show? And so you're just watching it, and like Rosie List literally lasted, I think, three months, and left abruptly. <laughs> truly left like abruptly. Wow. In, and in in fact, um, my friend Brandy Barber and I went to go see Rosie's like. HBO special, her like one hour comedy special about having a heart attack or something. We went to go see it, like uh, the premiere of it uh, or a private screening or whatever. And then Rosie came and showed up and had just left the view the day before and gotten a divorce. It was nuts. Wow. Oh my God. She was God. joking about it, but her jokes were so like. So this was the taping deaf. of it? This was, this or was, was no, this screening. was actually a, a screening of it. Oh, okay. So the special had been recorded, but she was exactly. just there and started making. Exactly. Oh my and, God. Um, and the special was fine it was you know it's it's her humor hasn't aged well yeah and so i just was fascinated by watching the view because i wanted to see what this looked like and then you could tell that rosie and rosie and Wobie did not get along and so there was this insane tension and there are show there are like you could look up a couple of clips online where they're like going head to head over like race relations bill Co- like whoopi says the, the bill cosby thing had just started leaking oh, just started oh. happening and whoopi denied was like it. an apologist yeah. yes. and she yeah. was like i that don't believe rough. anything you know she's like innocent till proven guilty i seen what happened to paula dean it's like what happened to paula dean she- what? Yeah. What? <laughs> why, you, why that? What example? do you mean? Yeah. And so, and so, Rosie Dean wasn't like redeemed. Exactly. There <laughs> yeah. was no redemption. Um, and so, you're watching this this sort of bizarre brawl start to happen, where Rosie obviously is on the far, you know, left. I don't know, not far left, but you know, the other extreme where she's like, 
why would you even question a woman who, who you know and she's like whoopi how many women do you have to come forward for you to believe this how many how many women and whoopi's like i don't know and it's it's so tense oh it's so weird it's like a live facebook argument that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it is and you know it's like moms on facebook like yeah and and so it's just it's it, also gonna be so weird to be whoopi and rosie yes. who have been circling each other in the industry for 40 years or something You've got, yeah I mean, oscar winners em, oscar winner emmy winner it's so strange <laughs> that they're on a like a, a daytime talk show yeah like and it's not strange a lot of the women who are watching it are not familiar exactly. with the rest of their careers thus why i watch because i'm like what is this <laughs> what like is this? what why is whoopi on it's so strange it's kind of time capsule comedy that's it, like been dug up and so to that point like so rosie left and then michelle collins came on you know michelle you yes know michelle collins she's, uh-huh. a, she's, she's a, stand-up. a stand-up comedian oh, she's okay. brilliant and mm-hmm a hurricane of comedy she's incredible and so and this is sort of like something that she's kind of been gunning for forever and so everybody in comedy was like thrilled that she got it because it was kind of perfect for her and so she was on for a year um and and like she's so funny but her jokes just didn't land because the audience seemed completely clueless but of (laughs) course if like you're me or one you know like us you're just marveling at how brilliant she is. Yeah. So that was a reason to keep watching. And now, you know, she's no longer on it, but I watch it because it's, cr- it, it still is pretty crazy. So and who's on it now? So it's Whoopi Goldberg. It's, um, Rosie Perez, Joy Behar. Oh, no, Rosie no, Perez Rosie. left very quickly as well <laughs> in a flood of tears that wow. made no sense. Wow. She, she was like, she, she, as soon as she came on the show, then she left, she went on like sabbatical to do a play, which was like, what? She's like, she'll be back when she's done doing this play. Doing a play? Wait, the view tapes at 11 a.m. There's no Broadway show. It was made no sense. So she came back and left very quickly. But now it's Whoopi. It's Joy Behar. It is uh, Sarah Haynes, who's like this sort of incredibly likable um, woman who was also on like, she's in the ABC News family, like Good Morning America, I believe. She's so like, like, she's just. She's just America's sweetheart, in, or she's my sweetheart. <laughs> and then um, it's her, and then Jedediah Bila, who's like the Jedediah Bila is this Brooklyn-born um, former teacher who's a libertarian, <gasps> conserv- Manhattan Manhattanite. Like her thing is like I'm conservative who lives in Manhattan, so my life is nuts or whatever. Or like uh-huh. I, nobody gets me, and so oh she was God. on like Fox News for a long time, and she is. Um, usually she can be quite annoying, but sometimes she makes decent points, but she's, and she's not pro Trump, but she hates Hillary (laughs) so much. And so you're just like, what are, and so sometimes she's just a squawk box, just doing like, just sort of (laughs) blindly defending nonsense. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes she actually has some good points. So she's not a dummy. She's not Elizabeth Hasselbeck. She's not just like a, you know, whatever. And then Sunny Hostin is on the show and she's this, um, she's like a former prosecutor and she's very like very like she she and intelligent and so she's like a i think she likes to think of herself as a socialite but she's very intelligent and but always lets you reminds you that she's a former prosecutor Uh and that she knows the law i love when people treat talk shows like it's the pilot of a sitcom and they have to keep reintroducing themselves well yeah that on this show they're like we're this is my stock character however the crazy thing about it is that Whoopi is still the moderator but the thing about the show and what makes it what what makes me keep wanting to watch it is that those four women can could easily make the show uh sort of like normal yeah Whoopi is a 
Whoopi has sort of devolved into this <laughs> like true kook who <laughs> who is so not meant for daytime television in that she is sh- she talks about how she likes to sort of just like have random hookups she calls them hit and runs she oh my god sometimes she can't read the teleprompter and she talks about how she's dyslexic and she can't read the teleprompter which is insane her main her main her main like joke that she goes to all the time is when she doesn't like when she thinks that a story that they have to talk about which she has to introduce when she thinks it's like nonsense like and it's and like Come on, it's morning. It's daytime television. You're going to be talking about the Kardashians. Yeah. Anytime it's it devol it, it it's a pop culture thing. She goes into a Valley Girl voice <laughs> to sort oh of subvert God. it, which I, you know that the producers are like, "Fuck, Fuck you!" you. Yeah. Like, don't do this. But it's also so strange because a Valley Girl, the Valley Girl joke is so old, so, so old, and, and has no weight now. And yeah. so when she she insists on doing it, and the audience never. Like, it's just the most awkward thing. Oh, my God. But it's also like, well, listen, if you don't want to be on a show where they talk about Rob Kardashian, then don't do the show. Yeah. Then, But that's another part of it where it's like, why is she doing the show? Yeah, she doesn't need to do the show. Exactly. Why is she doing the show? But then she show? says that she needs to do it for the money because she's supporting a lot of people. It's very vague. What? Yeah. Her hit and runs. Her hit and runs, yeah. She also published a book that she references pretty often called, If Someone Says You Complete Me, Run. And it's like, wait book? a minute, your book from the mid 2000s references You Complete Me? Right? Is that the name of the, Is that from Jerry Maguire or something? Wait. You. Yeah, okay. The complete title of this book is Whoopi's Big Book of Relationships. If someone says, You Complete Me, run. Whoopi, why is- are you referencing a movie? <laughs> Why are you referencing a movie from 2015? Jerry Maguire came out. And look, Whoopi Goldberg isn't a brilliant performer, but why is she publishing a why is she publishing a book about relationships when she does a 19-year-old reference in the title? A 19-year-old reference and yeah. also what like her thing is like that she doesn't want a relationship and she doesn't want marriage. So I'm wondering what is the book about? Yeah. And when anybody and when the sh- when on the show they talk about relationships and sex and stuff Anytime they have that conversation, she lit. I, I, I'm not like this is. An, it doesn't sound. This sounds like an exaggeration, but she sits back and <clears throat> won't engage and looks out at the audience like she gives this facial like constantly. Will be like, mm-hmm, like, isn't this some bullshit? Like this conversation, this is some bullshit. And, and she'll, <laughs> it's almost like she's like she's like a step away from like doing the like. Aren't these bitches crazy? Thing like, can you imagine what? having that kind of job security for? That is just the thing about it. Also, it blows my mind to think about this was the show that Barbara Walters started. I know. That, wow, really? I went. I like. I forget about that. Yeah, she was on it for many, many years. Well, two twenty week, uh, two weeks ago, or maybe even just a week ago, they aired because they're in repeats right now. I guess gearing up for the new season, so they aired the 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 series premiere <gasps> from like nineteen ninety seven, and it literally is like. A, a, a parliament hearing compared to what goes on today like it's so stodgy and like they sound like they literally sound like brilliant people yeah because now like straight up nerds like straight up nerds <laughs> meredith Vieira is like a professor like she's oh pro- god. professorial oh god yeah and it's it's crazy i mean it's it's so crazy because now 
it's just again like another part of it that's so silly is that people are in the audience they make them scream you know they make them like scream and hoot and holler and cheer like they're on like the wendy williams show or something as these women come out and it's so nuts and i literally have to fast forward through because every day Whoopi has taken it upon herself to scream every single day she turns around she goes as people are screaming, welcome to the view, welcome to the view, welcome to the view, welcome to the view, welcome to the like literally does it, goes by section by section, <laughs> oh goes, welcome to the view <laughs> every day. And I'm like, that is why I don't know why it annoys me so much, but it annoys me so much she's that like, I fast forward through it. The more time I spend screaming, welcome to the view, the less time I have to do my Valley Girl voice while <laughs> oh, I talk about the Kardashians. It yeah. is it is it's painful. I went to the Wikipedia page for the view, yeah, looking for what was there, which was <sighs> I'm like, what well, what I hoped was there is there which is a visual graphic of how long everyone has been on it oh my God. there's a chart of all of the oh wow all of the hosts i recommend everyone go to this wikipedia page wow the rosie o'donnell chart is like incredible just two blips incredible. it's two, <laughs> two blips in a long whoopie's been on it well, for see, a long time i had no interest in watching the the years with jenny mccarthy sherry oh, shepherd yeah. like oh truly God. no interest um, and Candace i just cameron beret was listen, on wow. michelle michelle <laughs> collins told me the greatest thing which was oh. that like the mo- the day they met because i made michelle tell me everything about the view yes, of course <laughs> and unfortunately there wasn't that much happening that i couldn't figure out from watching myself you know but uh-huh. um that's her first like joke to candace cameron beret was she wore a candace cameron beret <laughs> and candace cameron was like no, no. <laughs> No, no, ma'am. Aww. No, 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 no. But also, she. Um, if you can't take the f- heat. Go back to the Hallmark Channel original <laughs> movies. Yeah, you know but well, she's like very devout, and she, she is. Yeah, and she wore a shirt earlier this year that is so funny. She wore a shirt that said "Not today, Satan," which is a <laughs> line from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, and yeah. she doesn't know that, she and she thought that. it was a like a just a Christian, Christian. funny wink wink oh, T shirt. I love and people that. on Instagram were like, "You." fucking dope you fucking dope you're literally referencing bianca del rio a drag queen that was a drag queen who made that who came with came up with that term oh not not some like jesus person but anyway can't everybody has been on like for a very short amount of time but Whoopi has been there for a very long time including yeah. the when trump when trump was going on his birther movement they had him yeah. on the show and Whoopi. She was a lot more normal. But I'm telling you, like I don't know what's happened since, but she used to be more normal on the show. Like yeah. she had, she was more eloquent and seemed more involved in the conversations and wasn't sort of like making faces to cameras and and literally farting. Like she farts on the View pretty often. <laughs> There's YouTube comps where you'll find her. Yes. Oh my god. There's literally. She's like over the cor- over the course of her career on the View, she has gone she from like give a fuck. she doesn't give a. F- she comes out dressed in like oh basically bal- hot air balloons and like <laughs> <laughs> like like clogs and Crocs and farts and does a valley girl voice it's like why are you still there like you're are you who are you fucking with just quit just yeah. lady just quit if you hate it so much well she's she like do? trying to get fired she was in yeah. the 9-11 movie with charlie sheen what the My crazy God. thing about her is that i mean she's brilliant and she was a brilliant performer but now i don't think she i really don't think she says no to i mean she herself will say like i like to work which is yeah. understandable like you're a 
a, a woman of a certain age and you're African-American, like it's a terrible thing, but like you have all the odds stacked against you, which is why it's so incredible that she's a fucking movie star. Yeah. yeah. Like as she should be. But now it's like, well, why are you do? but why are you doing like taking any job when you're so you've won all the awards? Can I posit a theory? Yeah. I kind of think for some people at that age, they take jobs to spite their enemies. Oh, really? Because they're like, jo- if I don't take this job, it's going to go to one of my enemies. Yeah. That's possible. And I want to take possible. money out of their pocket. That's like the only explanation that really makes any sense to me. Maybe. I mean, the weird... Because I can't imagine wanting to work. <laughs> oh, see, I uh, I don't know. I'm just... It's very strange to not be... She doesn't seem to be selective at all. And yeah. I think we'll be the first to tell you, I'll, I'll take any job. Wow. And I'm just... I don't know. I mean, I wonder... It's interesting to know to know if it's a matter of what you just said or if it's a financial thing or if it's a sort of need to work or want to be productive in some way but she's also like i mean she's cool she has like she and she and a friend or something released a line of um like weed infused um i guess medicine or i'm not sure if it's like a medicine or a pill it's like for your period for your period yeah for menstrual cramps which is like that's awesome that's tight she also does something with like socks like she she's produced she produces a show about like transgender models like she's cool as fuck i just yeah. want to know why she what is seems to do the why she does the view which she doesn't seem to enjoy yeah that's yeah. what I'm, or seems to in a sense resent because she i wonder also, if her other businesses are failing and she uses the view money to keep them going i don't know i mean i've heard her say i support a lot of people oh. and i'd love to know what that means because i know she doesn't i don't think she has a she has like a daughter who has a couple of, I think she yeah. has a daughter with some grandkids, but maybe she just gives a shitload of money away. Maybe she does. I yeah. mean, she, she also, you can tell that she's, you can tell that she's invested in certain things on the show, not, you know, entertainment stuff. And she, she is involved with stuff that is actually charitable Yeah, and like re- rewarding members of the community and helping people who need it, which is fucking great. I'm just like, Oh, why are you like, why are you doing that? And also, like, rolling your eyes when you have to, like, yeah. talk about, you know, the Kardashians or something. It's That's just the weirdest thing. And you know that right, that working on that show, the staff is like, she's really sweet, but oh my god. Like, the producers are like, listen, that we ha- it's a means to an end. Like, we can't just talk about one thing. And I think it must drive, I, I imagine that in the control room, they're like, because she gets mad. She'll literally get mad and be like, Bring, like she'll look at the teleprompter and be like, I know, or like it produces wrapping it up and she will very abruptly and awkwardly go like, get mad that they're saying to wrap it up and she'll go like, we'll be right back. Like it's so <laughs> weird. It's just a, it's a weird, slow train wreck that I'm fascinated with. Have you ever been to a taping? No, I wanted to go when Michelle was there, but I had just moved to LA at that point. Um, and so I never actually yeah. got the, well, Whoopi also actually did a, did a, did a um, a great little cameo on Broad City, and oh, yeah, and she was yeah. great. She did the sister act thing. I remember oh, that. Nice. That was awesome. And and at the at the taping, um, Alana and Abby were like astonished that she not only like was awesome, but she was like danced like she like fully danced, you know. And for yeah. someone who you don't necessarily see being like super active or yeah. anymore, I guess because she's not doesn't take on those roles. She was going fucking crazy, which is yeah. what a dedication, you That's know. Great. And then and and I met her there, and she was truly the nicest, sweetest Aww. woman, and was like, I was saying goodbye to everybody, and she was like, "You're not gonna give me a hug." <laughs> And I was like, I will give you a hug. And she's, you know, she's, I think she's incredibly well liked because she's so 
No, she seems really, she's just very nice, but I think just seems like a good person who likes to engage with people, which is probably why she has so many friends. But I just wonder why she seems so ornery on the view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like, what, like, why do like, Maybe you can do anything? Maybe she needs a more comfortable chair. No, she, she's, that's so funny <laughs> you say that because she has had moments where she's like, I think I remember her like, insisting on like a, a, a chair that sat lower just on camera <laughs> literally and so you're sitting you see i have to find it but you like see her seated in a chair that she th- considers more comfortable but she's like nowhere near the person next to her which is hilarious <laughs> um well we have to go to expert hour go if, go if people <laughs> want to find out more about you where should they follow you online just my name elliotglazer.com or instagram or facebook it's all Elliot Glazer. Find him. One L, one T. Everyone find him. Uh, Elliot Glazer, everybody. Yay. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's time for Expert Hour. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. Welcome to Expert Hour. I am... You guys, we have a very special treat for you. I want to talk now. Oh, okay, boy. well, okay. We, we thought for our fifth anniversary, we would bring back uh, one of our most popular experts here to talk to us again about it's me, Jacob Jasmine. I'm back. <laughs> Jacob hi. Jasmine's here hi, to Jacob. talk to us again about etiquette. Hello, hello, handshake, handshake, etiquette. <laughs> Thank you for coming back to be on our show. Yeah. It's so nice to see you. It really is. It is so nice to see both of you too. Look, I'm doing such a good job. Anyhow, I have etiquette things I want to talk about because there's so many things in America that I don't like. Well, great. And I'm assuming that's connected to etiquette. Things you don't like that could be fixed with etiquette. Yes, of course. Well, no, if you don't remember my first appearance, I talked about all the etiquette in America or PC culture that is actually... Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Look, it took on new meaning since it aired two years ago, okay? That's true. That's true. You There's might even say that you were kind I of... I wanted to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so let's get into it. What's still bothering you about America? Uh, so much. Well, as you know, I'm the richest boy in the world. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're still the richest boy. That's right. Yeah, that you, hasn't changed. Yes, my daddy is the most rich man in the entire California state <laughs> penal system. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wait, so is he in jail right now? Yes, that's what that means. Oh, okay. Oh. But he's yes. still rich. Well, yes, because he sold all of that those paper towels in the Bay Area, of course. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, it's all coming back to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he did a Ponzi scheme. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Mm-hmm. The scheme was um, he would walk up to people and, you know, he works with paper towels. So he'd take out a gun and, and rob them. Oh. oh. And then Ponzi. And then, <laughs> he was arrested for that. And then would those people rob other people and then give the money to him? No, the Ponzi scheme part of it is he's screaming, Ponzi! Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And so now he's in prison. <laughs> wow. I'm all out on my own. How is that going for you? Scary. It's a little bit scary. Yeah, it sounds scary. Yes, and <sighs> my rich, rich, rich daddy said that I needed to get a job. Because oh. he's not selling any more paper towels because he's in prison. And so I've been looking and I've been trying to get jobs and there is so much etiquette to getting jobs and I don't like it. <laughs> There's too much etiquette. There really is. Let's it's talk true. about it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you might be wondering, why do I have a piece of paper in front of me? I went to emilypost.com. 
and oh. I printed out their actual advice for job interviews. And oh. I don't like it. Let me talk about it. I haven't actually read it yet, but I'm confident I don't <laughs> like it. Okay, let's let's go through it. All right. Rule number one, according to Emily Post, is <clears throat> scout it out. There are several reasons to pay a visit to a company before you have your interview. Actually, I like this. I changed my mind. Oh, it seems, I like this. It seems creepy to me. Yes, that's what I like. <laughs> I like the idea of really just getting a vibe for a company by watching the person interviewing you. That's a rule I like. Ha! <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So this has already taken a turn. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh... Uh, You can pick up literature. The company may be provided. No, I don't like reading. Thank you. Next. Goodbye. (laughs) Be on time. There are no exceptions to this rule. I can name a thousand exceptions to this rule. And I demand that you do immediately. One thousand? All right. Number one. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, If my train uh, gets delayed because someone has urinated on the third rail and been electrocuted like in a cartoon. (laughs) Number two. I'm riding in a Zeppelin. And the Zeppelin is still hydrogen powered, which is very inappropriate for today's day and age. But someone did not know. And so the Zeppelin has set fire ablaze in the sky and I slowly fall and I'm five minutes late to my meeting. How many did I promise? One million reasons? Oh, no. You said I think it was five. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's hear five. Number three. I show up to the building on time, but then I'm distracted by a someone has left like... Um, a bunch of Cheerios that lead like around a corner and I pick them up and I say, well, what is this path of Cheerios leading to? And then I learn that it's the Honey Nut Cheerios Bumblebee. And he says, hello, Jacob Jasmine. Mm, uh, do, do you want to become a very much richer boy? And I say, yes, Bumblebee. Yes, I do. And he says, well, go on this quest for me. And so I take the Honey Nut Cheerios Bumblebee to the land of honey. Oh, this is a fanciful land that the Honey Nut Cheerios Bumblebee lives in. And I defeat his greatest enemy, um, apple flavoring. He doesn't like the apple flavored Cheerios. So that to you would be a valid excuse to give to Being an interviewer. Being late to a job interview. Yeah. Okay. I was doing a quest with a bumblebee. Wow. <laughs> to defeat apple flavoring. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number four. Okay. <laughs> the number four reason why it's okay to be late of the... I guess five that I promised. (laughs) I adopted too many dogs. (laughs) Oh, I have this problem. Yes, do you? I only see one here, but in my hypothetical situation, I will have adopted 17 dogs on the way to the interview. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's very charitable of you. I thought that they would all fit in my car because I drive two PT cruisers tied together. (laughs) But for some reason, they didn't all fit, and some of them like to stick their head on out, and I get scared for their safety. So I pull over, and I I tape them all down, but by the time I get to the building, I'm late. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Number five! Oh, yeah, (laughs) here it comes. Why you might be late to the interview is, ah, shucks, just too much traffic on the 405. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's relatable. All right, what were we talking about? Well, that's be on time. The second of many rules on Emily Post's thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. If you guys have any questions, by the way, I don't mean to be dominating this entire conversation. Oh, it's you know very what? polite I'm, of you. Like, I'm into the structure that you've introduced right now. Yeah. I'm like, I want to hear your problems with Emily Post. And if mm. you have counter rules. They're myriad. They, it sounds <laughs> like it. Mm. I don't know. I've just never had a job since when I was young. And my father, now father-in-law, paid me to eat a bunch of chocolate so that his daughter could get a golden ticket and go to Ch- Willy Wonka's factory. Oh, my God. Did you work at the... Do the math. I'm married to Veruca Salt. 
Oh. Wow. So you must still be pretty rich then. Mm, yeah, pretty rich, I guess. But I want to be richer. Anyhow, the next real thing is the headline is piercings and neon hair. Oh. Yes, they're all the rage and you love your lip ring and purple streaks. That's right. I do love those things. <laughs> and yes, you have the perfect right to be whoever you are. Just remember, corporate America is not into fashion trends. All right. Etiquette that I don't like. Why is corporate America not into fashion trends? Corporate America can make so much more money if only the coolest, hippest people work there. Like me, Jacob Jasmine, a very rich boy with a very incarcerated father. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a mouse. Oh, my God. Time out, there is a mouse. There is a there mouse. There is a whole mouse really here in a real mouse life. Climbing up our screen outside. Uh it's like between the screen and the glass. It still has its tail. Oh my it god. Heard what we were saying this about is... it not being as cute as other rodents, and it's now it's mad. Insanely on topic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. Back to what you were saying. I'm definitely listening. I'm and... extremely distracted. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy. Anyhow, uh, so piercings, neon hair. Yes. Uh, 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 they, yes. Oh, yes. I Fashion trends. I think they're important. I think they're good. I think they're very important. Why won't any accounting firms let me not wear pants? If you remember, that's very important to me not wearing pants. <laughs> oh, right. I remember that's one of your main etiquette rules. Rule number one, rule number three, and I think rule number seven all involve not wearing pants. I don't like pants. I'm not wearing pants right now. And I intend not to wear them in the future. I like that rule. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Thank but you. those were his old rules. But so this conflicts with the Emily Post rule about neon hair. Piercings and neon hair. That's the real title. They say, yes, no fashion in this business. I think, yes, fashion. Yes, no pants. Yes, no shirt. Yes, yes, service. <laughs> <laughs> By service, I mean jobs. Oh, okay. okay. Grooming. Neatness is as important as wearing appropriate attire. Your shoes should be shined and your clothes should be pressed and spotless. What job does she imagine I'm applying for here? I mean, honestly, I don't even know. What kind of jobs do I want where my shoes need to be shined? I only want to be a mixed martial artist, the president, or, hmm, what would a good third job be? (laughs) I mean, maybe you could work in retail? Retail? Like, you could be, like, a personal shopper? I feel like someone who's as opinionated as Yes, I'm very inconspicuous. Hello, I'm a normal shopping man. Give me something. Give me something. I don't know if that's going to work for you. Hmm. Kind of off-putting. <laughs> All right. So president, I feel like, is a doable goal for you at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, good point. Yeah. yeah. Two years ago, I would have said no, but. I'd but be no. the second richest president. Who's the richest president? I mean. Donald know. Trump? Yeah, that's the one. All right. Debatable. 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 Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 okay. Yes. Ooh, here we go. This is fun. Six ways to make a good first impression. This is Emily Post's real list. Number one, shake hands when you introduce yourself. Yes, I like to do this, but the etiquette says that you can only shake hands in a proper arms forward, then shake up and down sort of way. I want to do fun shakes, like my, the ones my dad taught me that he learned in prison. Yes, but not ones that like people of color do. No, no, no. He created his own handshakes in prison that he does with the wall. So, oh. yes, oh. my daddy and the wall in his solitary confinement cage, because he bit a guard, do <gasps> handshakes. Uh, so one good one that he likes to do is elbows out. Beat the wall with your elbows. Oh. He's trying to break out of prison with his elbows. Yeah. And so you like to do that at job interviews? 
Mm, yes, or I would like to, and did once, and they told me to leave after I beat a person with my elbows. Uh-huh. <laughs> number two. All right, we're at number two, I guess. Of the six good ways to make a good first impression. There's a lot of do you remember when I tiptoed around racial stereotypes in the last number? Let's I see do. if it happens again. <laughs> Sit down only after your interview invites you to do so. No, thank you. I come sitting down. I try to turn any chair I'm in into a sort of wheelchair, even if it's not a wheelchair. I drag it along the ground in the waiting room and sort of scoot my way into the room. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I like that one. It's a power play. It I is. learned that from our richest president. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, stand up when anyone is introduced to you. Ah, uh, yes. Stand up when anyone is introduced to you. No way. Sometimes he'll say, hello, meet Mr. Bowl of M&M's. And I'm not standing up for any bowl of M&M's. I'm going to reach right in and grab and eat Mr. Bowl of M&M's. <laughs> Bad rule, Emily. Who has ever tried to introduce you to a bowl of M&M's like it's a person? Mm, okay, so six or seven times I can name. Do you want me to name them? No, thank you. Okay. No, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Returning to the other list. Yes. Number four. Oh, wow. Say thank you. At the beginning, at the end, and once again in a written note. This is truly awful. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this. And I don't like this at all. Thank you is giving up your power. They should be giving me a job because I want a job. I want to work. I want to earn me money. I want to earn them money. I want to sell all the Dodger dogs at all the Dodger stadiums and they cannot stop me. So no thank you. Give me those Dodger dogs. I am hungry. Do you have any Dodger dogs? <laughs> I don't have any uh, Dodger no, dogs. No, I don't. I'm sorry. As previously established, I only have vegan mac and cheese. <laughs> but did you apply for a job at Dodger Stadium? Yes. And you didn't get it, I, I guess. I wrote a letter to Mr. Ravine, Chavez Ravine, and I said, Dear Mr. Ravine, I would like to work in your building. I want to eat all the Dodger dogs. Give me a Dodger dog. I know I'm not wearing pants. I'm sorry. And I got no response. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Not even a form letter. Not even a form letter. Hmm. Hmm. I just wrote it to Chavez Ravine, North Pole, zero, 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 zero. And I didn't hear anything back. Oh, dear. The post office is really going downhill. I've noticed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number five. <laughs> Speak clearly and make eye contact. This I agree with. I make eye contact with everyone all the time. I think it's very appropriate to try to stare as deep into their... Actually, I look like two inches past their eyes. I try to make it look like I'm burrowing into their forehead. I think that's appropriate. I want to feel comfortable. I want them to feel comfortable. I want to be in their head. I want to be in their soul. Ha ha! I feel uncomfortable. Although I will say the fact that you want them to feel comfortable is, I think, probably the nicest thing I've heard you say. Yeah. Thank you. That's wow, all. This That's is my going, whole response This to is that. going really well. Yeah. This is like less contentious than I think the last time you were on. Hey, yeah. before we get to number You've six. You've softened. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. I'm 41 now. I'm the richest <laughs> boy in the world. 41? <laughs> yeah. I was 38 last time I was on, and that wow. was in May 2015. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess you just have aged really well. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> number six. Before I get to number six. Would you, would you be interested in having an employee help you through your podcast? Oh no! Oh no! I don't. We think. have an employee, kind of. Rob, uh, Rob is our producer. He we pay yeah. him to record and post the episodes. Yeah, so like a real employee, like someone that can help. Yeah, uh, Rob helps us a lot. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, I know that 
Rob is in the room right now, but I'll yeah. just put up my hands and make like a wall so he can't hear us. Okay, he is a wearing headphones. Employee. Okay, and we have Indy Someone too. Who you know, contributes in some way. Yeah, With, like what are you thinking? I don't know. I could make you guys macaroni. You have some right there, right? Yes, I do have some. I could make you uh, Lacroix or uh, potato chips. Okay, chips. If you could make us Lacroix, I would be very interested in that service. I certainly can. I'm certainly not just looking at the objects directly in front of me on this table. (laughs) I don't know. We might have to get back to you. Yeah. Okay. But we'll think about it. Yeah. We'll bring you in for an interview, maybe. Our relationship has soured. Oh, no. <laughs> Number six, smile. It shows you're inviting and friendly, confident, but not cocky, able to be relaxed and personable in a potentially stressful or intimidating situation. Hmm. I like this, but I also want to do all the other things with my face. I like to do Jim Carrey faces all the time. And if I can go in a job interview and frown and then do a thing where my eyeballs sort of pop out because I see an attractive woman uh-huh. and then my heart sort of pops out, then my tongue flaps down and it rolls all the way back up and then I become the mask. I want to do that. Ooh. Somebody stop you. What is that? It's from the mask. Somebody stop me, he says. Yeah. P- Smoking. He's like, P-A-R-T-Y, because I gotta. Does he say that? Yeah. I, I think you're thinking that. of mask. That's a different movie. I'm thinking of The Mask with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Lisa's a really big Jim Carrey fan. I think she's seen it. Yeah. I used to rent The Mask every time I had to stay home sick from school. You must be thinking of Son of the Mask with Jamie <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> mm. Our relationship is soured. <laughs> wow, this is getting very tense. Mm, yeah. How many more of these are left? Is that all of them? Um, it could be all of them. <laughs> let's hear. Let's hear a couple more. A couple more. Yeah, all right. The name yeah. game. Nothing is more awkward than having people ask who you are. Introduce yourself to the receptionist and give your name. Good. I agree with this one. I say my name all the time to everyone. Hi, I'm Jacob Jasmine. Hello, I'm Jacob Jasmine. Hello, Wall. Let me elbow you. I'm Jacob Jasmine. <laughs> Hello, Home Depot employee. No, I will not leave. I will poop in your toilet. I'm Jacob Jasmine. <laughs> Can we back up a little bit and talk about what's it like being married to Veruca Salt? <laughs> oh, mm, she's very easygoing. Wow. I wouldn't say that that was the impression I got. Maybe she's matured. Yeah, or maybe it's just in it's all relative. No, she wants it all, but I want it all more. I want it now. I want it now. No, 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 no. Wow, this is a good match. Yeah. Also, I think she turned into an egg. <laughs> I'm married to an egg. <laughs> I think it was like a blueberry. I pronounce it egg. Oh, wait, did she turn into an egg? I don't remember what happened. She turned into an egg. An egg. That's how you pronounce it where I was born. <laughs> Where was that? Not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Handshakes. Didn't we already talk about this? They wrote it twice. Stand up straight. Look them in the eye. Say their name and give them a fern ham shake. Was Peter Post's dad's recipe for making a good impression. This is emilypost.com. I don't know who Peter Post is. I don't know who Peter Post's dad is. I don't like this. I don't either. Yeah. Oh, is that Emily Post's husband's dad? So she's like relaying some family info. I don't maintain a website with all of Veruca Salt's dad's information. Yeah. yeah. I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> He's still paying people to eat chocolate to find more golden tickets. I think that's all he does. How? Man. So you're not having a lot of luck on the job market. No, not as it were. Have you ever thought about um, 
going into business for yourself? Yes, I have. I've thought of many different great ideas for what I could do for a company. Oh, yeah? Yes. Ten of them, in fact. Oh, oh boy. Great. Let's hear five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we'll see where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> a jelly farmer. I want to be a jelly farmer. I don't know how to make jelly, but I imagine I need a seed. I plant the jelly seed. I water it. And then I watch as it sort of sprouts jelly right out of the ground. And then I scrape it up with a butter knife and put it all over a toast. And I sell that toast. That sounds like a lot more manual labor than I was expecting you to want to do. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I meant I'll pay people to do that. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Number two, Egyptian. I want to be an Egyptian. Oh, okay. That's just like (laughs) a place that people can be from. No, not a modern Egyptian. I want to be like a cool mummy. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. People will pay to see that, I imagine. People do pay to see mummies. For sure. Yeah, they pay the big bucks. Ask Tom Cruise. That movie made Boku bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number three. I want to make a Tato Park. <gasps> oh, they oh. have one of those in Dublin. We could use one here. Yeah. Yes, I think so, too. I want to be the sole proprietor of Tato Park, except it's not potatoes. It's Tato O'Neill. It's a whole oh. park devoted to Tatum O'Neill. Oh, wow. Could Channing Tatum get in on it? Yeah. No. Oh, oh. I would go to that. Channing yeah. Tatum Park. Tatum Park? Yeah. Why would a park be but about both Tatum O'Neill and Channing Tatum? Because of Tatum. To satisfy more people who visit it? It doesn't <laughs> even have Ryan O'Neill. It's just Tatum O'Neill. <laughs> okay. It's a whole park for Tatum. Great. All right. Number four. Number four. <laughs> I want to be... I want to be, oh, yes, uh, I want to be a, a, a person who creates uh, new modes of transportation. Oh, oh that's a great kind of job. Kind of Elon mm-hmm. Musk type. A sort of Elon Musk type, if you were. Yeah, I were. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so-, so it's a little bit like Tesla, his company, except instead of making cars, I'll use Tesla coils to shock people in directions. Oh. oh, I prod them with electricity and then they move and then I shock them again and then they move and then I transported them to a location and people pay me to electrocute. Them. They arrive dead, but they've still gotten there sometimes. Yeah. So they'll have to put together a will giving him their money yeah. before they do it. Yeah. That you pay up front. Pretty sound. I hadn't thought about that, but that's correct. That's 100 <laughs> percent what I'm going to do if I do that. One of my 17 promised career choices. <laughs> Number five. I think this is the last one. I think this is the last so one. So make it count. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put a lot of thought into all of these. So, of Clearly. course, I'm going to make it count. And I think one thing that's really true about you is that you do very well under pressure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I want to. Um, I want to. Become an oil baron. Yes, that's what I want to do. Oh, great. Become an oil baron. Yeah, that's very uh, lucrative. I want to be oil baron Trump. I want to be the big president's little boy, the richest little boy in the world. Where does the oil come in? Oh, I want him to cover me in oil. (laughs) (laughs) I want my new daddy, even richer daddy, to cover me in black, black oil, and then it'll be his little baron Trump. Hmm. Oh, boy. That seems doable. Yeah. I want that for you also. Mm, thank you. I think you'd be good at that. Thank it's you not, very much. It's not a business. Yeah. But I'd, it is. You'd get some money out of my it. My thing is he might also go to jail. So then you'd have two rich daddies in jail. Yeah. Then I'd be like the king of jails. 
I'd have a daddy in every jail. Yeah. Like a girl in every port, but a daddy in every jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Which is just as good, I think. I think so. <laughs> well, Jacob Jasmine, we are very sadly out of time. Yeah. What do you think the reviews of this segment will be? You know what? I'm not going to read them. <laughs> Too loud. It's my thought. <laughs> Too loud. <laughs> I think uh, one r- etiquette rule is no one, no one leave a negative review of this segment. Oh, someone's yeah. asking for trouble. <laughs> Don't ever say anything negative about our podcast ever. Yeah, that's a, my, not, my etiquette is be nice to me all the time. Yeah, that's good etiquette. I installed Saraha. That app that people are using to leave anonymous messages on each other's. Uh, oh, yeah. Whoa. That's, that's a real just... thing. It's really used by ISIS to commit terrorism. It's true. <gasps> that's how it became famous first. ISIS messages each other anonymously to organize terrorist attacks. And then Americans were like, let's have fun social times on this thing and send each other <laughs> messages. But anyhow, wow. one person wrote a mean thing to me and it was a week ago and I'm still thinking about it. Oh, oh no. Yes. It wasn't even that mean. It was just mean enough. Just mean enough. Let's get rid of this app. Yeah. Never use it. That concludes expert hour. <laughs> it's time for what did I learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? Uh, I learned that Emily Post thinks people need to be told to smile and say their name at an interview for a job, which yeah. I thought was sort of like rote knowledge. But yeah. yeah. I guess people have been fucking up that part of interviews. I mean, Emily Post will just never stop underestimating us. Yeah. They were just walking in there frowning and <laughs> refusing to say their names. <laughs> uh, Jacob Jasmine, what did you learn today? I learned that some people consider it a bad thing to be wearing a dirty diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good and efficient and better than pants. Well, that explains that smell. Hmm. And you know what? I learned... Over the last five years of podcasting. Yeah. Is sometimes we should edit things out of the podcast. Yeah. Sometimes. I don't know if I learned that today, though. I think this was all 100% perfect and we're leaving it all in. Yeah. We very rarely edit this. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Happy we anniversary. took a 45-minute break to take pictures of a mouse. <laughs> yes, that's right. We did. <laughs> And we're keeping the audio of it in. Oh, yeah. Um, You guys, thank you for listening to our show for five years. Thank you to new listeners and old alike. Yes, but especially old, but especially (laughs) new. Uh, Thank you, Emily. Happy anniversary. Thank you, Lisa. Happy anniversary to you. What a fun five years it's been. It really has. Um, Thank you, Jacob Jasmine. Yes, thank you for having me. And hey, real quick, if you're ever in Los Angeles, come to Cardinal Redbird at the UCB Theater on Franklin, Tuesdays at 11. Uh, I like it. That's it. Goodbye. Yeah, do it. You've been a big fan of them for a long time. Yes, they're the only good show at that theater. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Let's burn all these bridges. Uh, Thank you, Rob, for producing our show. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Nate, for producing our theme songs. you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. Lisa Draws. Uh, hey. And goodbye. goodbye. Yay. Baby geniuses, we know everything. 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 
mugs, shirts, stickers, patches, tanks, and more are yours for the purchasing at MaxFunStore.com. Hey, you already love the podcasts, so why not take this to the next level and outfit your home and bod with our merch? MaxFunStore.com. Because if you have to wear a shirt, it should be one of ours. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.